Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. I, Isaiah, as our friend Randy McLean would say. I, Isaiah 61. And this is one of the few Old Testament scriptures outside of Psalms uh, that has been translated by the Passion Translation, which I like so much and I appreciate so much uh, Brian Simmons, uh, who is the lead translator. And if you don't have this translation, you should definitely seek to find it. You can get a hard copy of it. Um, or you can, uh, it's, it's free if you have uh, the Bible app. The Bible app's a really good app. Anybody, if you have it on electronics, it's, it looks like it's a little brown Bible. It says Holy Bible. If you don't have that app, go get it. Because there are so many translations you can pull up at your fingertips. And depending on your space on your phone or your, uh, your device, <clears throat> you can save those um, to your device for offline use. And it's just such a... You know, I remember back in the day, the first trip that I took to India, uh, my dad loaded me down. I was heavy laden with concordances and Bible dictionaries and all the stuff and multiple books. And one suitcase was nothing but 70 pounds. Back then, you could have two bags of 70 pounds each. Uh, we flew Delta of uh, 70 pounds each and then a carry-on. Now, two bags of 70 pounds each would cost you $4,000 to take anywhere. You know, they charge you by the pound. But back when they were humans and not humanoids, uh, you could get by with that stuff. But now, you don't have to carry 17 books. Uh, you can simply find uh, a lot of, and I'm, I'm not plugging it for any reason other than just to give you in case you don't know about it. There's another good um, app that you may be aware of, and it's called eSword, um, the Sword of the Lord. If you don't have eSword, look up eSword, and it has uh, King James, other versions, but King James and then King James Plus, where every single word is transliterated. And so you can click on the number beside every word and find out what the original meaning of that word was. And so it's a good way to do word study if you want to know what the scripture actually means, at least what the words actually mean. You need to go um, and find context as well because text outside of context creates pretext and we don't want to do that. Um, uh, but from Isaiah 61, I do like the passion verse of this one, so I'm going to read it to you. Now, I'm going to tell you, before I read this, do you remember the story of, in the New Testament uh, where Jesus is going to go into the, uh, Jesus is baptized by, Jordan, uh, by John in the Jordan River. He comes up out of the Jordan River, and you remember uh, a dove landed on the lamb. You remember that? The Bible says, and the Holy Spirit came and lighted on him like unto a dove. And, and they heard, and they were, the heavens were opened, and a voice was heard that said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. It's a picture of the triune God you see in their Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in that same picture. And then Jesus, the Bible says, is driven by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days. And he's tempted, and you know the story and all that. The Father had already said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The very thing that the enemy was going to challenge was his identity, if thou be the Son of God, if thou be the Son of God. Jesus comes back in, and the Bible Bible says he returns in the power of the Spirit, and one of the first things that he does is he goes into the synagogue. And when he goes into the synagogue, the Bible says that he finds the place where it is written, and he's going to read what I'm getting ready to read to you, Isaiah chapter 61. This is what he reads. And he, of course, he's going to say at the end of his reading, he's going to close the book before it gets to the wrath part. He closes the book. He closes the book, and then he says, Today in your hearing, the scriptures are fulfilled. And you know, they pick him up, and they're going to cast him off a cliff. But the Bible says he walked right through the midst of them um, before that happened. That, that we're going to read the very scripture that Jesus read. The, it, it seems to me to be appropriate to mention that the first thing that he read from the Old Testament when he came into in the power of the Spirit and returns in the synagogue, the first thing he's going to read is this. The mighty Spirit of Lord... Yahweh is wrapped around me. You know it this way. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's the way the King James says it. The mighty Spirit 
of Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted. I want to be very clear about something with the anointing. Listen to me. The anointing that comes upon me is for you. The anointing that is within me is for me. Now, I don't just want to say that. I also want to say this. The anointing that comes upon me um, comes upon me to heal something broken. Uh, when I say me, I mean us in general as ministers. Jesus is saying the anointing that's going to come upon me is for this reason. There's no reason for there to be an anointing to heal you if you haven't experienced broken heart. There would be no reason for Jesus to say the anointing upon me is going to make you free if he didn't suspect that people were already bound. And so he's talking to people that are bound and blind and brokenhearted and poor in spirit. He's, he, he realizes and recognizes uh, who his audience is. He's not just reading the text. And, and the reason that I said what I said a minute ago when he said, Today your scripture, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He's not just reading it as an ancient text. But he's saying, this text is coming alive today. I'm looking at those that are brokenhearted. But just in case you were wondering, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointing me to be here for the reason. And, uh, for your broken heart. He's telling him, I have arrived. I am on the scene. The long-awaited Messiah, you're looking at him, and I'm here for a reason. I'm here to heal your broken. I recognize your heart is broken, but I'm here to bind it up. I recognize that you, and that's what he's saying. I'm sent to announce a new season. Oh, let me, let me back up. I want to read it all. Uh, he sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted. To tell captives you're free and to tell prisoners be free from your darkness. I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies. To comfort all who are in sorrow and to strengthen those crushed by despair who mourn in Zion. To give them a beautiful bouquet in the place of ashes. In, in parentheses there, to give them beauty for ashes. That's what I want to talk about today. And I think it's the most appropriate thing I could talk about for the year 2020 is beauty for ashes. To give them a bouquet, a beautiful bouquet, in the place of, of ashes, or beauty for ashes. To give them the oil of bliss instead of tears. And the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness. Planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. They will restore ruins from long ago and, re and will rebuild what was long devastated. They will renew ruined cities and desolations of past generations. Foreigners will be appointed to shepherd your many flocks. And, st and strangers will cultivate your fields and tend to your vines. But you will be known as the priests of Yahweh. And of Jehovah, and called servants of our God, you will feast on the wealth of nations and revel in their riches. My God, am I talking to anybody? Because you received a double dose of shame and dishonor, you will inherit a double portion of endless joy and eternal bliss. For I, Yahweh, love fairness and justice, and I hate stealing and sin. I will rightly repay them because of my faithfulness and enter into an everlasting covenant with them. Their seed will be famous among the nations and their descendants the center of attention among the people. All who see them will recognize that they are the seed that Yahweh has blessed with favor. I will sing and greatly rejoice in Yahweh. My whole being vibrates. 
dance with shouts of joy in my God. For he has clothed me or dressed me with salvation and wrapped me in the robe of his righteousness. I will appear like a bridegroom on his wedding day, decked out with a beautiful sash or like a radiant bride adorned with sparkling jewels. In the same way the earth produces its crops and seeds spring up in a garden, so will the Lord Yahweh cause righteousness and praise to blossom before all the nations. And everybody said, Amen. That's a good scripture. Normally at the end of the year, of every year, it's the habit of many preachers to speak into the coming year, which is completely and utterly appropriate, biblical, and prophetic. I'm going to do that now as well as look back over the previous year. I will say, and I think you would probably agree, I don't know of one single prophet or preacher or prognosticator on the last Sunday of 2019 that said, just so you know, there's going to be this virus that's going to shut the world down and cities are going to burn and there's going to be these race wars and all this crazy. Nobody predicted that. Not that I'm aware, and I know a lot of them. And believe me, the ones that would have gotten it right, or the ones that might have gotten it right, they would have totally promoted themselves if they had gotten it right. Look, I'm the one that said it. I'm the one that said it. No, you didn't. None of you said it. Nobody saw it. I don't think anybody saw the fullness of what we were going to go through uh, in chapter or in, in 20, 2020. But new covenant prophecy, listen to me, is less about predicting the future and more about seeing Jesus in past, present, and future. The Bible says that the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I've had a lot of people ask me, what's your prediction? I'm going to tell you what I believe for 2021. I, in fact, I'll go ahead and go back and tell you the last message that I preached in 2019. It, well, it did bear prophetic uh, significance because it was entitled, Shut the Door. Go into your house and close the door. My God, I wish I hadn't have preached that. Because that seemed to be about what we did. They shut us up in our own houses. And it was fun for the first three weeks. But if you got eight people in your house, it ain't fun after three weeks. It ain't fun at all. In fact, some of you don't, ain't got but one or two people. And it wasn't fun after then. Is it? My message on the last Sunday of last year was from the story of the widow whose oil would not dry up. And was from the theme, as I said, go into your house and shut the door. Revelation 19 says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when we testify of his goodness, we are making prophetic declaration. Prophecy is not going to sleep and waking up because the Lord says, now get up and go tell my people such and such. That can be, and that's a part of it. The Bible's very clear. Revelation says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Are you awake, are you awake this morning? I didn't think so. Uh, so when we testify of his goodness, we are making prophetic declaration. When we look back over 2020, it may be hard to see faithfulness there. But that's because when we conflate God's faithfulness with what we deem as overabundance of blessing, we miss the point. We think that if we didn't see this, uh, this overabundance of, of whatever, uh, of, of finance or of, of, of relationship type stuff, then we look back and say this was a wasted year. God doesn't waste anything. I mean, my God, he takes dung and fertilizes the next season of your life. He'll, and, and what I'm talking about this morning, what I want to talk about is beauty for ashes. But for there to be beauty for ashes, we need to recognize there's some ashes. 
It's okay to say, man, 2020 has burned some things in my life down to the ground. I think if any of us would sit down long enough and think long and hard, we could say, yes, 2020 has brought its own fair share of destruction. And for some of us, it was destruction and devastation that we never saw coming. We could not have possibly predicted. And if you had told us last year in 19 what was going to happen in 20, we probably would have said, no, not for me. And yet here we are with heaps of ashes to our left and to our right. I know many people whose businesses are under, have gone under with these shutdowns. And I know people, I know people, knew people individually that, that have committed suicide. Just this past week, a young boy in his 30s whose sisters were dear friends of mine uh, when I was a teenager in my 20s uh, is no longer with us anymore. I mean, this, there, has been, there has absolutely, I'm not downplaying the size of the pain, but what I'm saying is uh, if that, if the size of the pain is large, imagine how great the blessing will be. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to downplay the ashes but what I'm saying is God has a way of taking the ashes of what was and saying I'm going to create for you a crown of beauty a floral crown when, when, he, when he says beauty for ashes it's literally the sign the word is of, of crown of flowers I'm going to put it on your head in place of the ashes when I even say this for some of you you don't want to believe it and you really don't want to hear it because you've believed and you've hoped and there's been no manifestation the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick and some of you have come in this morning heart sick and that's okay this is not a judgment under condemnation this is just a, a prophetic declaration saying look I'm telling you in the coming year not because it's a new year but because the Lord by way of his faithfulness always takes things that are ugly and dark and seem to be burnt to the ground and has a way of turning it for our good the enemy might have meant it for your destruction but the Lord is going to make it a stepping stone for you to walk into the next season and to the next dimension of glory the enemy meant for you to stumble over it, but instead of stumbling you caught your balance somebody if this morning is going to catch your balance and say, I'm not going to stumble over it. I'm going to step up on it because when I step on it, it puts me in a higher place than I was before I got there. The enemy is stupid. He's restricted. He's defeated. In fact, he's only a mouth with a microphone. But if you believe what he tells you what he says, you're not good enough. It'll never amount to anything. God can't fix this. You can't fix this. You'll always be this way. You, that believing the lie empowers the liar. But as you begin to say, that's not what the Bible says, and that's not what the preceding word says. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the head, and I'm not the tail. I am above. I'm not beneath. You begin to make prophetic declarations. And believe me, it doesn't happen like this. But you're going to have to believe when you can't see. Jesus looked at Thomas one day and says, Because you've seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. The Lord's looking for a blessed generation of people that will say, I've not seen the blessing. But like we sung this morning, Marie sang that one song. I will see your goodness in the land of the living. I will see your goodness right here. Not some glad morning. Not just over, in, over yonder in glory. I'm going to see your goodness right here and right now. I'm going to bring the reality of that goodness to my here and my now. And I'm going to keep saying it until I see it. I know in this past year, our church alone, I've experienced his faithfulness and keeping power. Did you know that Laura Hall, who sat over there, who struggled for so many years, did you know that Laura Hall spent Christmas at home with her family with a brand new kidney? 
after waiting. And in fact, just a few years, uh, I mean, just a few months back, she messaged me and said, Josh, I'm on the waiting list. I think I'm getting my kidney tonight. And then she didn't get it. There was someone ahead of her, and she, she messaged me back and, and should have been full of despair. And honest to God, she said, it's okay. God still got me. I'm happy for him to get this one. God's going to get me. But she spent Christmas at home with her family with her new kidney. Did you know in this past year that uh, Sabrina Goodman Moore, that the Lord healed her of cancer, and although she's still going through the restoration process, God brought her back and is healing her continually step by step and day by day. How many of you can look back over 2020 and say, man, it didn't look, I mean, I mean there's, we, we had three months, two and a half, three months where we didn't even have church in this building. And the enemy, the, the plan of the enemy is always thwarted by the wisdom of God. The enemy is like, I'm going to make them close their buildings. And so here's what the church does. The church, by the Spirit of God, becomes innovative and say, okay, now we're going to get online and do our services. And what happened? Except that 15 times more people saw the services than would have seen if we hadn't had to go online. We had to go online and we had to record and we had to be innovative and try to create and find new ways to, to, to adapt. But we did and we came through the fire. And not only that, on a weekly basis, you've, not just me personally now, but the church, we receive word from across the nations that say, we're watching your podcast, we're watching your YouTube, send me, the, send me this message. Can you send us a series on this? It's bringing life to us. What does that bring to the church? It doesn't bring anything to the church but the glory to the Father. But it says that the impact, the footprint of of true vine is even, and not just our church, all churches has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And now what happens is when we come back together as a people, now the, the and here's all, oh, now the prophetic's here. It, the people are going to begin to flow into the building. Not that this is all that God has, but there's a whole lot of so-called prophets who are really, who, who have a prophetic call, but they've walked away from it and they're saying, God's done with the church. He's not even begun with the church. He's not, he's not finished with Sunday morning services. They say, oh, I had to leave the church to find God. No, you probably found him in the church but you 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 were a hypocrite you did a lot of people wrong in the church and left and so you have to throw stones at the church but the truth of it is the church is the bride of Christ it always was and it always will be and God's not done with it and his best days for the church including on Sunday mornings are still to come there are going to be people flooding in the, the doors of the church saying, I need to see and I need to hear and I need to experience what's happening because we are in the midst of the third great awakening. You might as well go ahead and mark it down. You want to hear a prophetic declaration? We are walking into the midst of the third great awakening where people are, begun, are be, going to begin to see him and them and others the way that they were always designed to see. It won't be about religious festival, uh, re religious festival, and it won't be about miracles and signs and wonders. We don't follow after miracles and signs and wonders. They follow after us. The Bible says that the, and miracles and signs followed them that believed. They're, you're not supposed to follow those. They'll follow us. But, but what about when the supernatural stuff, the things that we deem supernatural in 2020 will become natural in 2021? How many, let me just do this. How many of you, if, and I'll give you a minute to think about it. How many of you have said, if I look back and I were to be honest over 2020, I, I'm going to have to admit I saw God's faithfulness in 2020. I can tell you I have. I can tell you for a fact I have. My family just spent Christmas in a new house that there's no way we should be in right now. Not right now. Not with the way the economy has been. Not with the way employment for me has gone. I mean, you know, real estate is a, is a, it's a good thing, and, and the church is a good thing. But, man, there was, a, there was about an eight-month law where nothing should have happened. And yet God's, God chose in his sovereignty to bring increase in the midst of famine. 
Look, I can tell you this. If I have to, I know the Lord. He'll, if he can feed Elijah uh, with a raven, he can feed you. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. I heard my dad say that more than once. He said it enough that I began to believe it. I saw the church here and at large expand its reach through the use of social media like never before. I watched God reveal his church to more people than have ever heard the gospel in the history of the world. Did you know that? Did you know through 2020, more people have heard the gospel and, and the, gospel, the gospel of salvation, but more importantly, the only gospel that Jesus preached, which is the gospel of the kingdom. More people have heard the gospel of the kingdom in this past year than any year in the history of mankind. What? She said more Bibles have been sold this year than in any, I didn't know that, than any, it doesn't surprise me, than in any time in history. Exactly. I watched as people came together from across national, religious, and cultural barriers to worship together, single-minded with the hope of being together. We don't have a seeing problem. We have a looking problem. We do not have a seeing problem. We have a looking problem. We need to look back over 2020 and say, okay, not the things that... Glory on my, that, that, that are glaring in my mind that went wrong. But what, what happened? I mean, here's, let me tell you something. Look at me. Everybody look at me. The most powerful thing about any one of us is that you're here. I don't mean here in this building. I mean you're still here. The enemy probably wanted to take you out, and yet you're still here. Which means if you're here, you're here for purpose and on purpose. We don't have a seeing problem. We have a looking problem. What we look at is what we see. Well, that seems like a dumb statement. No. What you look at, you will see. If you continue to look at and focus on all the things that went wrong in the previous year, then that's what you're going to see. And you're going to build it up in your mind. And you're going to carry that around, that negativity, that woe is me stuff. But if you begin to see, even in the midst of famine, God fed me. And even in the midst of turmoil, God took care of me. And even in the midst of shutdowns, his kingdom was expanded. And oh my God, even in the midst of this of the enemy trying to attack what? Breath. That was what the enemy was after he was after to attack breath you remember when the stuff happened with mr george floyd and was and and the covid thing and i preached the thing the enemy's after look at it with the spiritual eyes he's not after he's after breath he's after the breathing and yet in the year that the enemy was after the breath more people have breathed in the goodness of god and breathed in the ruach the spirit the life-giving spirit of god than at any time before What we look at, we'll see. I don't deny the tragedies that have befallen many in 2020, and I don't negate the pain that has come as a result of the enemy's attack. But I refuse to allow what the enemy did to me or, or to us to be the defining narrative of this year. I, I, won't, I won't do it. I'll look back over 2020, glad that it's passed, and never forget. But he has been faithful. Jesus, I'll stand before all these people, and I know I'll stand before you one day and declare you have, you are, and you will be faithful. Thank you. Some want to know what my predictions are for 2021. As I said before, prophets don't predict. They prophesy. So here's what I prophetically declare for you in 2021. The first thing I declare for you is beauty for ashes. Because this morning the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because for today He has anointed me to preach and to give you beauty for ashes. Well, who do you think you are? Nobody. But I know who His Spirit is. 
I know that I'm a jar of clay, but what's poured inside of me is precious and it's good. And if you'll drink of it, you'll live forever. Fresh off of Jesus' baptism and public proclamation, you've heard me say. In the ensuing 40 days of temptation, Jesus goes into the synagogue and reads of all scriptures this one. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me for this, to give beauty for ashes. Now the word ashes, the word ashes there is the word ephor from aphor. I'm going to read the definition. It's from an unused root meaning to bestrew, to cast about. If I were to take, uh, if I were to take, let's say pepper. Now do you know how pepper is made? I'll tell you a funny story. Since, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. So we were sitting at the dinner table one night, which is what we try to do as much as possible as a family. And I said, Jacob, do you know how pepper's made? And he said, no. And I said, well, what they do is they take salt and they put it in a frying pan and burn it. And they put it in the salt shake or pepper shaker and it's pepper. And he's like, oh, that's cool, you know. What's funny is two years ago, this boy's 16, 18, two years ago at camp, he decided to tell everyone from West Virginia and Tennessee and Georgia and North Carolina and Texas, hey, I know where, I know where Pepper comes from, and literally straight-faced, because he believed it, looked at them and said, the way to make Pepper is to burn salt and put it in a brown shaker. <laughs> He's right there in case anybody wanted to look back at him right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I were to take a pepper shaker and pour a bunch of pepper in my hand and, and do this, then I would have be strewn the pepper. It would be scattered all over the place, scattered and worthless. Ashes is not just something that's burnt, something that was solid and something that was, that was, that was tangible and could be carried and burnt until it's nothing, but it's also something that's bestrewn. What part of your life has seemed to have been cast to the wind, has seemed to be completely and utterly ripped apart? If I were to take a sheet of paper and put it in a shredder and let it shred into thousands of pieces and then take like confetti and throw it up in the air, that's what ash, that, that's the picture, that's the picture of this word afer. It's, it's, it's bestrewn. There's no way that you can get back what was. And I'm not suggesting in 2021 God's going to give you back what you lost in 2020. What I'm suggesting is He's going to give you something better, but he's going to use the bestrewn pieces of your life to give you something better. How is it better? Because it'll be a crown of glory. To be true, to scatter. Every one of us can look back over this year and say, this is not what I thought would happen. I never thought or saw or intended that. Rarely does life go as planned. And many of us look and say, my life is all over the place, like dust, like ashes. And yet God factored in my ashes and factored in my dust and my scattered life into his plans. And just, let me think about this. When God was going to create Adam, what did he use? He used dust. He used scattered particles along the earth. And all he had to do to make a man that was in his image and after his likeness is take the scattered dust that was on the earth and simply breathe into it. That's why the enemy was after the breath in 2020. But God is going to take his breath and breathe his breath into the scattered afer of your life, the scattered ashes of your life, and create for you a beautiful crown of flowers. And yet, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, he wants to breathe into the scattered places of our life and bring beauty. It's the picture of a man wiping ashes, uh, which are a type of suffering and sorrow from a woman's forehead and placing a crown or a garland of flowers on the instead. 
That's what Isaiah saw. That's what Jesus picked up the book and declared that he was doing and does. And that's the, what the Spirit wants for you today. Beauty is the word payar. And it's from, it's Hebrew. You can look it up in your strongest concordance. It's Hebrew 6286. It's an embellishment or a fancy headdress, a beauty, a bonnet, a goodly ornament, a, 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 something that would be placed like a crown. So here's what it is. In 2021, 20, I declare this. It's the great exchange. It's his beauty for your ashes. Anybody want his beauty for your ashes? His glory for your shame. His joy for your sadness. Anybody got some sadness? His song of joy for your song of mourning. He's going to give you glory for your oppression. Or his breath for your dust. His crown for your curse. His garment of praise for your spirit of heaviness. His song for your lament. His kiss for your curse. His touch for for your torment, his embrace for your embarrassment, his life for your loss, his redemption for your ridicule, his resurrection for your death. God is going to give you in 2021 his beauty for your ashes. You do? Are you the only one? Imagine... The position any minister, new covenant minister is in this morning, that's not just peddling, get saved again, get saved again, get saved again. You know, preach a scare message for 40 minutes and then get the altars full. And quick, take a picture. Look how good and profitable our ministry is. Put it on the website so we can tell everybody how wonderful our church is and see if we can proselytize more people to come to our version of church versus their version of church. Franchise churches. That's, God is sick of those things. I've said that for years and he's done with them. What he's not done with is healing broken people. What he's not done with is manifesting his spirit among his people. What he's really looking for is a company of sons that will receive that healing and wholeness and then take that healing and wholeness to their generation. It's hard for broken people to heal broken people. But it's easy for a broken person once being healed to tell somebody else, let me tell you something. I've been there. I've been broken. And I've been strung out. My life was all over the place. And somehow, some way, I didn't see it coming and I didn't deserve it. But he knelt down and he breathed into the, of my, uh, to the ashes and the dust of my life. And I received into my life his breath. And he made all things new. And he restored the things and the years and the time. He'll not only restore things. The Bible says that he'll restore the years that the canker worm hath eaten way he'll restore the years that the enemy have stolen how does he do that he'll redeem the time God can do more in one second by his spirit than the enemy can cause you to lose in a lifetime in 2020 ashes and ashes and ashes and then dust and in 2021 I see it I see glory coming does that mean that we're just going to float into 2021 and everything will go? No, actually, I personally believe that things will probably get uh, darker depending on most people's perspective. But that you know that if you have a single candle, a single flame of light, it shines brighter the darker the surroundings are. If I were to bring a, a, a candle in here right now and light it, everybody would see it for the most part. Maybe clearly, maybe not clearly. But if we turned every light out in here and I lit that thing, everybody would see it. And it would become the singular focus of everybody in the room. 
So I think that in 2021, I think there's going to be more craziness. I think the powers that be are going to do whatever they can to push whatever pandemic they can to shut everything down to be in control. I'm not, I know that COVID's a real thing. Believe me. She had it. I had it. My sister's had it. So don't go out of here and say, well, he don't even believe in it. Well, you're right. I don't believe in it. I know it's real, but I believe in God. Because what you believe in, you give power to your, over your life. So no, I don't believe in COVID, but I know that it's real. I also know that, it, that a virus with a 99.7% survival rate is not a reason to shut the world down. But for pa- people that are empowered to get more power and more money and to, and, and to, and to launder more money, they got to have some excuse. And so this year's excuse just happened to be COVID. Hey, I'm not one bit ashamed or scared to say this. I'll say it. Clarice says, yeah, blow me kisses, blow me kisses. No, I don't want their kisses. Nope, nope, that's gross. Not in the year of COVID. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm not trying to be, I'm just telling you, so what's going to happen? I mean, you know, when you give up some liberties and freedom, and if you wear a mask, wear a mask. I'm cool with it. In fact, I went to a gentleman's house a couple weeks ago to show his house, and he said, sir, would you put on a mask? Of course I'll put on a mask. This is your house. You asked me to do it, I'll honor you and put on a mask. You know, I'm not going to ride in my car by myself wearing one. If you do it, that's okay. I mean, I know people, if you do it, that's fine. God bless you. You know, hopefully the car don't get the germs. It'll just keep running. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to understand it for you to do it. You don't have, you don't have to answer to me. But I don't, I don't get it, and I'm, I'm not going to make fun of you, the old Josh would. But I won't. People, to each his own. You know, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Go to sleep in the mask. I don't care. You know, wake up and lick it. Put some peanut butter in it and eat out of it all day. It doesn't matter to me what you do with it. I'm just telling you, in 2021, you are going to begin to see. You'll, you'll see what you look for. You will see what you look for. Just because the New Agers have hijacked some truth doesn't mean that there's not truth. There's absolute truth to you attracting what you call into your life. And if you, begin to, if you begin to see heavenly things and you begin to see the goodness of God and you, because you, you see what you look at. And if you focus on the goodness of God, if you focus, if you focus on, you can, you can bring that into your reality. You're a lot more powerful creation and creature than you know that you are. If we were, think about this, think about this. In the beginning, God, what's the next word in Genesis? This is our, this is our introductory, uh, introduction to God in the Bible. In the beginning, God so the very, first, uh, the very first piece of God's personality that we see is God as creator. And in that same chapter, in, or that same book, it's going to say, and, and he made man in his image and after his likeness. Which is to say, if God's a creator, and you're made in his image and after his likeness, you have within you the innate ability to create. There's a scripture that says, by his word, the worlds were framed. And if you're made in his image, then by your words, your world is framed. And so if you want to frame your world as, as woe is mean destruction, then talk woe is mean destruction. Man, it just sucks. This is a bad year. And, it, and it's just going to get worse, man. I just, it's going to get worse. Well, say it if you're going to say it, but don't do it around me. Because if you get around me, I'm, inf- I'm infected with hope. I'm going to tell you, no, it ain't going to be that way at my house. And I'll probably hurt your feelings because I won't let you talk that long around me before I say, go somewhere with that. 
You're going to talk like that. That's okay. You have your, you have your pity party over there. I'm going to walk in the land of the living. I'm going to see the goodness of God. I may have experienced some ashes, but I know because God is so faithful that every time I experience ashes, just on the other side of ashes is that beauty that he promised me. If I happen to experience a little bit of turmoil, just on the other side of turmoil is going to be an influx of his spirit and presence in my life that's going to be good for me and good for those around me. Brendan Manning said, I could, more easily, uh, I could more easily contain Niagara Falls in a teacup than I, could, than I could contain and obtain the wild, unimaginable love of God. Why do you say that? Because God gives out of his nature, and his nature is love. And so the, the, size, of his, the size of his love equals the size of his gifts. Well, the enemy can't outgive God. Dad used to say, you, nobody can outgive God. So you got to, man, if you'd have known the ashes that came in my life, the things that were burned down in 2020, what would I say? I'd say, you better rejoice and get up on your feet and thank God because you're about to see a super abundance. Where, where sin abounded, grace much more did abound. Where ashes abounded, a wreath of joy and, and a crown of goodness much more will abound. I'm telling, I know that I have to preach sometimes to people who have not yet experienced it. That's what forerunners do. But I'm telling you, in 2021, you should begin to look and experience the goodness of God everywhere that you go and when it doesn't look like his goodness is going to show up expect it anyways because he's going to come back by way of his nature which is good I just came to try to give you a little bit of hope this morning it ain't going to get worse it might get worse for some people but it will not get worse for you we're going to close the chapter on 2020 and everybody's going to enjoy it and we're going to kick the dust off of our feet from, from, from 2020 and say what is in 2020 is going to stay in 2020 because I'm going to walk into the new year with a, with a new uh, lease on life as my dad used to say. I'm going to walk into 2021 believing for the goodness of God. I, I'm going to I, Look, the enemy threw everything that he could throw at you this year. I know that he threw stuff at your family and I know that he threw stuff at you emotionally and I know that your finances have been attacked I know that your relationships has but you are still here you're still here you walked in this morning some of you barely some of you probably had to be dragged in this morning and and you praise this morning some of you some of you didn't wake up until about three minutes ago but that's okay you're here you think I yell because I get excited I yell to wake the person up on the third row from the left side I'm not gonna tell you if I'm talking about your left or my left y'all can think that one through <laughs> read this one last time I'm going to let you go home in 2021 I declare this now I will say this you know me that my, my thing the, the, I, I don't like if I read on Facebook for instance if I read I get a lot of friend requests as all of us do but I get them you know hundreds a day and most of them if they start their name with apostle or prophet, I immediately delete that one. Because I just think, you little arrogant. <laughs> Real prophets and, and pastors and teachers, they don't need to tell everybody they are. You, you'll recognize that when you meet them. You know. And so, I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't have that in your title. God, I hope there's none people that do that stuff in here. If so, you'll know why we're not friends. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't like that stuff. I don't like titles. I don't like people who find their identity in titles. I don't like people that need a title to find their identity. You know what? My, and I've been called a lot of things. A lot of things I probably wouldn't want repeated. Uh, but I've been called a lot of things. But the thing that I know that I am is the Son of God. And the thing that I know that I hear is His voice.
Jesus said very clearly, my sheep know my voice. So I'm not going to build myself up to anything. But I'll tell you this, and you mark this down. If the Lord tells me something and I tell you he said it, you can go write it down. and You can underline it with permanent marker and hold me to it. Because I promise if I said God said it, he said it. And you can expect it to come to pass. If any of you have, if any of you have ever experienced any, in, in, any time in your life where I've said, this is what the Lord said and it hasn't happened yet, you, you, you fasten your safety belt because it's going to happen because I don't make those things up. I know that I give an account for every word, not just every word, for every idle word. Did you know you also give an account, the Bible says, for every wor- idle word? You think that's a thought. No, that's not what it is. Uh, you give an account for every idle word. Every word of God that you receive and don't do something with it, that's, that's giving an account for every idle word. We take everything to the negative connotation. So we hear these famous preachers that say, you'll give an account for every idle word. You're going to stand before Jesus, and he's going to get ticked off and ticked off more at you because you didn't know. What it's saying is you will give an account to God. You're going to give an accounting in your life for every word that you receive that remains idle because you didn't activate it. I can stand up here and prophesy all day. It means nothing if you don't receive it. Did you know in the New Testament the Bible said of Jesus, of Jesus, you remember Jesus, like the Jesus. He could do no great works in their city because of their unbelief. You know, he would, there were times he went into people's houses and he would have to clear the house out to do the miracle because the people that were in the house didn't believe. So I've already declared this for my house. I know what I'm going to see. I know what I'm going to see in my life. And I know what I'm going to see in my house. In fact, I can tell you, I, I, my plans are to visit the countries in this coming year. I was dreaming yesterday Day before, I don't know. The days run together. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And in the dream, I heard again and again, Romans 1.5, Romans 1.5, Romans 1.5. And I haven't studied or read one, I don't know, since when. Had no context for the reason, although I had been uh, listening to uh, the man who ordained my father. Uh, because Jeremy and I talked about him recently, Richard Hall. And, a, and another gentleman who my dad bab, um, um, ordained, his spiritual son wanted to know his spiritual heritage and legacy. He wanted to know who ordained my dad. So I told him. Homer Richard Hall, United Christian Assemblies. Is that right? Fellowship, United Christian Fellowship. Romans 1.5 simply essentially says you've received uh, your apostleship to take the gospel and preach it to the nations. That's essentially in a nutshell. It's Paul talking. And so that I know the Lord was speaking to me that I'll be going more to the nations, which I've, I've wanted to go for so long, but things need to be taken care of here now that they are. Uh, my, life is, my life is hid with God in Christ, and yours is too, but I want to declare this one last time, and then we'll let you go home, okay? If you believe for this, if you believe for your life, all you got to do is reach out and grab it. That's what faith does. Faith reaches out to the promise, it grabs a hold of it, and brings it into your now. And don't let it go till the manifestation happens. So here, in 2021, I declare this. His beauty for your ashes. His glory for your shame. His joy for your sadness, his song of joy for your song of mourning, his glory for your oppression, his breath for your dust, his crown for your curse, his garment of praise for your spirit of heaviness, his song for your lament, his kiss for your curse, his touch for your torment, his embrace for your embarrassment, his life for your loss, his redemption for your ridicule, his resurrection for your death. Let's all stand. Lord, quiet and somber in your temple this morning. Not a whole lot of Feedback, not a whole lot of noise, just silent listening. 
That's okay. We know and you know all the challenges that 2020 presented. And we know and see and have seen the blessing uh, and your faithfulness in keeping power in this past year. But Father, by way of declaration, prophetic, you said, decree a thing and it would be established unto you. And I make decree prophetically this morning in Jesus' name that there are those in this place that have experienced it seems like nothing but ashes in 2020. But I declare a crown of righteousness, a crown of floral glory come upon their heads, Lord, in 2021. I declare there'll be some sitting here and standing here that will look back in 2020. And when people see them in 2021, they won't recognize them hardly because of the, the, the utter blessing and the utter joy that they are walking in in 2021. I thank you, Father, that by divine design you have thwarted the plans of the enemy. Uh, because you're not reactive, Father. Your plans are going to come to pass no matter what the enemy does. And every time that he takes a shot, Lord, you turn it for our good. You take what the enemy meant for our evil and you work it and turn it for our good, Lord. The thing that should have been a stumbling block becomes a stepping stone for the children of God. And I declare that to be so for this coming year. I declare an overabundance of finances, Father, for those that have been faithful in this year, Lord, to give and to sow, some of them even sow in their, in their need. I declare an overabundance of finance in their life this year. For those, Lord, that have dealt with sickness and illness and COVID and all the other stuff, Lord, I declare, Lord, that you said with your stripes we are healed. By your stripes we were healed. That healing is the children's bread and we see you arising with healing in your wings. I declare in 2021 an overabundance of healing, Lord, that it would be like a, I, I see wings, Lord. I see you begin to flap wings in this place. And the word healing is going back and forth and the restoration is going. It starts from this corner and it waves back that way and then the wing on this side of the church waves it back that way Father for everyone that comes in this place would experience a restoration in their health a restoration in their finance a restoration Lord uh, in their relationships Lord that you would begin in Jesus name to let us see the things that we look forward you would set our focus and set our face like a flint so that we will not turn our face off of the promises of God but we'll see your goodness in this coming year in Jesus name Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming out this morning. You're out at 12 o'clock, right, right on the nose. It just turned 1201. We'll see you next Sunday. Don't miss next Sunday. Bring a friend with you next Sunday. Let's praise the Lord.